Welcome to this edition of Cougar Insiders Podcast, brought to you as always by Mr. Mack. On this edition, we'll, we'll discuss the big news of the day, maybe of the year, uh, the the extension of Kalani Sataki through the 2023 season. What are our thoughts on that? We'll discuss a big win for BYU basketball over, over Houston on the road, and we'll recap the Idaho State win. This and a lot more on this edition of Cougar Insiders Podcast. All right, welcome to this audition of Cougar Insiders Podcast. I'm not Dick Carmen. I'm merely Brandon Gurney. I'm employed by the Desert News. With me, as always, is Jay Drew, uh, an expatriate from uh, the Tribune, who's now with the... Can you say that, expatriate, or is that... Whatever, right? Anyway, we're thrilled to have him. <laughs> Jay Drew with the Desert News, adding his insight and his expertise. How are you doing, Jay? Well, it's been a busy morning. It's been crazy. They came out today, BYU did, and announced Kalani Satake's contract extension. Then we had the press conference with Kalani, uh, the regularly scheduled one. So it's been quite a morning. What I like about it is is, a, is they tried to orchestrate it. It kind of broke not the way they wanted to. Someone leaked on social media, which always happens. So everyone was kind of tipped off this was going to happen and, and all that. But but what was the process? How did you learn about it, Jay? And, and what were your feelings when you heard that this was going down? Well, like everyone, I heard the certainty of it uh, when BYU announced it via email, uh, you know, a few hours ago. Every, obviously, after Saturday and the T-shirt thing, Extend Kalani T-shirt that Tom Homo was wearing in the locker room, and like you said, that leaked out on social media. So everybody knew it was probably just a matter of time until the announcement came. Kalani did say this morning or at noon in his press conference that, that it was finalized this morning. So... It was maybe rushed a little bit. Who knows? But as far as my overall feelings, I think it was a long time coming. I think Kalani deserved it. I've been on the record saying that. I think he's uh, he's in a very, very difficult job as BYU's head football coach with all of the other things that go into that. And I think he's done an admirable job. And I don't think there's a viable replacement out there for him. If you had a superstar rising LDS coach lined up, maybe I could see looking in a different direction. But no, I'm I'm all for it. I think I think he's done a commendable job, and I think he deserved it. He's not perfect. We all know that. But but since that disastrous season in 2017, I think he's made very important moves within the programs. Some of them are visible to the public, just as far as hiring coaches, but inside it as well. And it's an adjustment. I don't care who you are. I, I, yeah, Kalani Sadaki is a BYU guy. He came to BYU as a BYU guy, but there is a learning curve that that coaches just have to get over uh, coming. I mean, just to be a head coach in general, but especially at BYU with all the hoops you have to jump through, I think he's made really good moves within his staff. I, I still believe in the staff. I, I, I know they haven't been great. I, a lot of people have been frustrated with the offensive production, the inconsistency, the defensive production, and all that. But by and large, I, I the product is improving. BYU's still a very young team. And everyone hates talking about injuries. Oh, they, you, you want to write, everyone has injuries. I think BYU's injuries have been really significant. And, and just seeing them over overcome them and, and and just like I said it's still a really young team it's a young product that's going to get better it's marked for for good improvement in the coming years when you take it position by position group and I think for recruiting I, it had to happen before the signing period this is a really good thing to happen right before the signing period to, to tell recruits yeah this is going to be your coach he's going to be there for for a long time at least until you're through unless you're going on a mission obviously but but no it gives stability to the program so overall it's something that needed to be 
be done. And I think it's a good move by BYU for sure. So should we talk about Idaho State? Is that worth talking about? (laughs) Well, I think, you know, we don't really have to talk about each score or whatever. But I think overall, and I wrote this in my piece for the Deseret News for Sunday's uh, Deseret News, BYU didn't get a lot out of this game. They, I don't think they improved. I don't think they showed any sort of dominance. They had a lot of mistakes, 12 penalties, the turnover that Zach Wilson threw, the interception. So this is the sort of game where you got to just blow it all out there and, and look good and, and show your fans that you're making progress. And I just didn't think that happened. And I think the same could probably be said for this week at UMass, who is 1-10. This is the week that they got to you know, show that, that they're making progress, that they're making positive steps, that they're, you know, I hate comparisons to the University of Utah, but because they're on different, you know, levels and uh, funding and all that and uh, in academic restrictions and recruiting and all that. But Utah just waylays opponents, even opponents like UCLA. And BYU had an opportunity to do that last week and this week, and it will be interesting to see if they can. To circle this back to Kalani Sitake, to me, that's the one thing you want to see improved more than anything else is the consistency uh, from week to week. Bronco, very good consistency. Uh, I I think the team's effort, you kind of knew what BYU was going to bring every week. I don't know that with the Kalani Sitake team. A lot of it's due to to the staff being relatively young, not to mention the players, but to me, that's the big thing that they can improve is just the consistency from week to a week because it's just not there. It hasn't been there this year. You've seen some really good effort and you've seen some efforts just like, what are they doing? Um, to me, that's the one thing that has to get better. Uh, so yeah, you hit the nail on the head. You need to know what to expect from this BYU team. You can't have a first quarter like you had against Idaho State. I was just watching, just like, what am I watching? This is this is awful. Why can't they go out there and, and just get it done? It's and I think that's what's frustrating to a lot of fans. And I, I think Kalani's going to make good strides to address that but absolutely the consistency is to me is the number one thing about BYU football overall and, and just the effort and what you're seeing from week to week needs to improve and, and you touched on UMass is just an awful awful football game it's it's an awful team a lot of people said, oh, you're overlooking that opponent. Yeah, sure, I probably did with South Florida, but come on, UMass, probably the worst team in all of FBS. I, I, I don't think I'm going too much out on a limb to say that. that They have been terrible this year. So Yeah, I mean, they're ranked 130th in most categories in, out of 130 teams in the ESPN uh, rating system. Uh, their only win was against Akron, who I don't think has a win yet. They're just giving up 52 points a game. I mean, you just go down the list. The only thing I will say that maybe might entice some BYU fans to shell out the money to watch the game, which is another topic, which you have to pay for uh, a streaming service for this game. The only reason maybe to stay tuned is it is hard to win college football games on the road. It just is. There, you just have the travel, you have the time change. You know, I'm not going to try to oversell this or whatever, but stranger things have happened, and uh, this will be UMass's final game. Maybe it'll be senior night. Maybe there'll be some more emotion involved. I still expect BYU to roll over them, but, you know, it's college football. They're 19, 20, 21-year-old kids, and they sometimes do unexpected things. So I would, just to maybe play devil's advocate to your uh, soliloquy about UMass's uh, weaknesses, you know, it's still college football. They're still on scholarship, and 
you never know. Yeah, and it's still uh, Kalani Sataki Coach BYU football team. So what you're going to get from week to week isn't always consistent. So one other football topic I want to touch on is Zach Wilson. I, I was kind of surprised by the ranker I encountered on message boards just regarding Zach Wilson as opposed to Baylor Romney, where there's a lot of fans that believe Baylor Romney's the better quarterback, which I, I, I was a little surprised by. Do you feel that's justified, Jay? I, I mean, I've seen a lot of talk about that. A lot of fans are convinced that Baylor Romney right now is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. Yeah, I would argue that the coaches went through spring ball. They've gone through fall camp. Zach Wilson has been their guy. They identified him as the best quarterback Going into and uh, he played, he delivered a win over USC. He delivered a win at Tennessee, and uh, yeah, I'm he's your guy. If he's healthy, he's the starter, like he was. I think it was curious that they said Baylor Romney in the post game press conference. They said Baylor was a little bit banged up, which is why they went to Joe Critchlow to, in the fourth quarter to, in garbage time instead of Baylor. And and that was a nice moment. Joe went five for five and looked really sharp and, and uh, let him down the field. And so that said, I, yeah, I don't put much stock into any argument outside of uh, Zach Wilson is, is the man. And you can qualify a lot of uh, whatever deficiencies Zach Wilson's encountered. I'd argue the offense has made significant strides since Zach Wilson got hurt. I, I think Baylor Romney fed into a much more coherent offensive system that, that could game plan better for him. I, I, I believe they've made really good strides that way. And was that coming back the first game shaking off the rust just kind of write that off and let's see what he has for UMass but I'm not ready to hear arguments that Baylor Romney's the better quarterback I'm, I'm absolutely not even close to that right now they, you can qualify way too much so fans relax I, <laughs> yeah, and remember they didn't have a Levahifo they didn't have yeah. Lopini Katoa uh, they held out some guys that uh, they didn't exactly. really play Matt Bushman much. So Zach didn't have all his weapons. Yeah. If you're going to base stuff on Idaho State, I'd, I'd caution against this. Right now, Mr. Max suit separates are on sale. Choose between regular fit or slim fit styles with coats from 36 to 66, pants from 30 to size 60, all kinds of colors and patterns to choose from. We're going to make you look good. Right now, you can get the suit separate for just $249. That's the top and bottom, $249. And as always, you get free lifetime tailoring on your suits that you buy at Mr. Mac. Come into one of our nine Utah locations. Let us help you look your best. Suit up at Mr. Mac. Wow, the BYU basketball team. I I was covering preps, and I, I remember jumping into my car, and there was a minute left in the game, and I was like, "What? They're gonna? They have a chance to beat Houston?" I I I, I was kind of following it throughout the pregame I was covering, but to me, that's a big win for this program. I remember sitting in the Marriott Center when BYU took on Houston last year, and just thinking they are really overmatched, really overmatched against this team. And to go to to, to Houston, I, I mean, I don't know who Houston lost and who was returning. I I. I didn't know as much uh, with regards to that, but to me, that is a big, big win o- over a over a team that made a deep run in, in the NCAA tournament last year. What are your thoughts, Jay? Yeah, absolutely. This is a quadrant one win, as they say, a tier one, whatever, to beat a you know a top fifty RPI team on its home floor. Uh, it's huge, and and uh, you know it wouldn't surprise me if BYU goes on a little run here, and then people start wondering, man, what might have been if they had beat San Diego State at home in that uh, third game of the season. They struggled with SUU earlier in the week, and maybe some people eyebrows were raised that, wow, what's wrong with B 
BYU, but a lot of people don't understand SUU is a pretty good team. They beat Nebraska on that Big 12 team's home floor. Our Big 10, excuse me. Forgot. They're in the Big 10 now. And uh, so SUU is legitimate. And, and I think uh, BYU being 3-1, and one, not having Yoli, I think they're in pretty good shape. Yeah, I, I, that's a huge win. Uh, for the momentum of the program, I think a lot of fans were left wondering after kind of a lackluster uh, win against SUU, um, you, you wonder where this team at. There's a lot to unfold. There's a lot of question marks. So Absolutely a big win, um, and, and maybe they can make some noise in Maui. Uh, Boise State's going to be tough, as you mentioned, and yeah, I, I think it's a fun year just because you don't know what to expect from BYU basketball. So anyway, my final thoughts, I'll go first because I want to touch on it, uh, soccer. The women's team, of course, they blew by their first-round opponent, Boise State. You expect that. Now now it becomes interesting. Um, that first game Thursday, you expect them to win, and then Saturday – might be might be a little more of a challenge. I haven't looked out to see who they're probably going to play and, and whatnot. But but this is absolutely a team that acquitted itself nicely that first game. They acquitted themselves nicely all game. So get get out to Smithfield. It's a great environment. It's going to be really cold and uh, support the women's team. They're they're doing great things and it's absolutely a team that I feel can compete for a national championship. Yeah, very skilled team indeed. Uh, my final thought is uh, we should mention BYU received a bowl invitation. They're going to play in Hawaii on Christmas Eve against a team either from the Mountain West or the American Athletic Conference, the AAC. Not the best time slot at all, but as Zach Wilson said after the game, a lot better to spend your holidays in Hawaii than in Idaho. So I'll leave it at that. Absolutely. It's a good win. Anyway, thanks for joining us on this edition of Cougar Insiders Podcast, brought to you by Mr. Mac as always, and we'll see you next week.